This is episode number 213 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Absolutely eliminate public speaking fear. This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on fearless presentations, Doug Stannard. Everybody, welcome to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute. My goal is to help you become a fearless and confident speaker and presenter. So for the last couple of episodes, I've talked about how lucrative a professional speaking career can be. And last week, I gave you a few things that have to be in place before you'll have a lot of success speaking for a fee or charging for your services. Um, This week, though, I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit and show you a step-by-step process about how to start a professional public speaking career. So by the way, if you don't think of yourself as a professional speaker, but you do have a following maybe on social media or um, for your your company or your industry, that kind of thing, um, then I'm going to show the things I'm going to show you how to do today are, are ways that uh, you can actually develop additional streams of income if you have either of those things in place. So uh, the, the episode, by the way, is sponsored by fearlesspresentations.com. So if you are looking for a faster way to reduce public speaking fear or become a more persuasive speaker, we've got two-day public speaking classes coming up in Phoenix, Las Vegas, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Dallas, and Charlotte are the ones that are coming up in the next month or so. Uh, we've got classes popping up in, in cities all over the United States, Canada, Europe, though. So make sure and check out fearlesspresentations.com for details. Uh, remember, by the way, that the seats in the class are limited to the first eight people, and they're on a first-come, first-served basis. So, so if you're interested in seats in any of those classes, make sure and go to the website very, very quickly. All right, so let's get on with today's session. So my topic today is how to start a public speaking career. And becoming a professional speaker, is it's a very lucrative and also very rewarding profession, But if you've never actually made money from speaking before, you may be looking into maybe how to start a a public speaking career. And and just as an FYI, the way that I did it is not the ideal way to become a professional speaker. Don't do what I did, by the way. In fact, when I give advice to speakers, I tell them to do the exact opposite of what I did. Uh, I mean, I learned a lot along the way. And so I would not do all of the things that I did in, in the past. In fact, I would probably be able to shorten my, my um, learning curve exponentially by doing some of the things I'm going to share with you on, on this episode. Um, just so you know, in the past 20 years or so, I've trained over 100 professional speakers. And many of those presenters are now at, at the rear the very top of their industry. So, um, so what I'm going to talk about today are just a few ideas that can kind of help if you're in a situation where you're like, you know what, I, I think I might want to dabble in public speaking as, as a career, or I've already got a career and I want to add additional revenue streams to that, and public speaking might be a good way to do it. Uh, before I kind of get into the, the tips, though, and the, the things that I've learned over the last 20 years, um, I want to give you a really, really big warning. I talked about this a couple of episodes ago, but it's really important and it's, it's worth repeating. It is almost impossible to make public speaking your first career, meaning that 
that um, you're, you're starting from scratch as a public speaker. That's really, really hard. The seminar and speaking industry is chock full of what I call motivational speaker wannabes. Um, they they want to build their successful careers by helping other people become more successful, which sounds great. But, you know, presenters and presentations like this actually really harm the industry and and it actually harms these presenters as well, just so you know, it harms themselves. Uh, and, and we'll kind of explain why in, in a couple of seconds, but um, good speakers have success because they have th- that success comes from experience somewhere other than speaking that they can pull from. Like, for instance, when I started the, the Leaders Institute, I met a young lady who um, had purchased a, uh, a personnel assessment franchise. Um, this is one of those franchises where you can go in and sell tests to, to help people kind of learn their personality and all that kind of stuff. And at the time, I w- at the time, I was delivering a number of presentations to you know local associations and chamber of commerce and professional organizations as a way to market my company, which I'll, I'll kind of share what I was doing and what, what you can learn from that a little bit later. But this young lady was in the audience at at almost every one of these presentations. So every time I'd finish a presentation, she'd make a trek to me with all kinds of ideas about how we could partner and build, a, you know, build. Uh, she could help me build my business. I could help her build hers and all that kind of stuff. And and I, I was always nice. I was always cordial, but she didn't really have a lot to offer a potential partner. Me, for instance. I mean, she didn't have a lot to offer me as a potential partner. She had no... She had no personal stories to back up her claims um, or or the the um, items that she was saying that her business could do. Um, so, and it really didn't take me very long to figure this out about her as as well because when I asked her about what experience she had in the person in the personnel business, her only response was that she had purchased the assessment company franchise. That was it. <laughs> you know, she had no she had no customers. She had no success stories to use to generate new customers. Her idea was to kind of start doing presentations about how entrepreneurs could have more success when they hired employees. And however, she herself had never hired anyone ever. (laughs) So she, she didn't have any employees, never even attempted to hire a, a, a helper, an assistant, nothing, right? A contractor, even for that matter. So her company had generated total revenue in the three years that I knew her. Well, zero, she generated zero as far as I know. I mean, she probably, she might've had one or two customers somewhere along the way, but, but basically that was a hobby. That wasn't a career. That wasn't a business. So this young lady was, was getting, into a speaking career in a very backward kind of way. She was trying to make her first career her public speaking career. And it's not impossible to do that, by the way, but it's really, 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 really hard. So this would be like opening up a ski slope in Houston, right? I mean, it wouldn't be impossible but it'd be a whole lot easier to open up a resort in Colorado. So likewise, it's much easier to build a speaking career after you've been successful in a different field. That doesn't mean that you need relevant skills from a long list of jobs, by the way. Um, A a speaking career is, however, a a great add-on 
to any other career that you have. So I'll give you a really fantastic example of this. Um, a guy named Marcus Sheridan, he's with River Pools in Maryland. I first heard about Marcus through the Social Media Marketing Podcast. Um, it, that's a fantastic podcast, by the way, if you never, never listened to it. They have lots of great ideas, lots of good stuff. But he, um, but Marcus has had articles written about him in, in tons of business magazines, Forbes and other big business publications. And he uses educational videos to promote his pool company. When I say pool company, like in-ground pools, this is the, the, they go and build pools in, in people's backyards, right? So he realized that, that instead of answering the same questions over and over and over again, when with each customer, because most of the time they had the same, they had very similar questions. He and his team could create videos for frequently asked questions about, and, and then once they had uh, these videos, they would post them to their website and it worked beautifully. And he, he now has a second career, a speaking career, teaching other people how to do what he did. So not only does he sell pools, but he also teaches other people how to make these frequently asked question videos. So going back to the ski resort example, if, it, if your ski resort is in Colorado somewhere and you have a fairly successful ski resort, then a, a good additional revenue stream might be offering ski lessons. But you have to wait until you actually have a clientele or you have to build a clientele first before anybody's going to pay you to teach them how to do that, right? So the speaking or teaching is a way to generate a new revenue stream from an already successful business. And, and if you're using it that way, speaking can be a very, very lucrative add-on, a very, very lucrative uh, way to, to generate additional income. So I'm going to talk for the rest of the session today, I'm going to give you three ways to start a public speaking career. Some of them are really easy. The last one is, is really hard, but the easiest way to start a public speaking career is to speak within your own current industry. It, I mean, this is this is the way that most people start their public speaking career, and um, basically, it's 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 even easier if your industry requires continuing education. Like, for instance, one of the first fearless presentations instructors that I ever trained was a CPA by trade, and in fact, he was the CFO of um, a local company here in, in Fort Worth, um, where where our home office is, and that's where I, I met him, and because of his position, the American Institute of CPAs asked him to teach a series of continuing education classes for them. And after doing this for a few years and absolutely loving it, he asked me to train him to be an instructor for, for my company. And, and at the same time, he began creating a new continuing education content program for the association. And eventually he was making more money from his consulting, the consulting business than what he was making as the, the CFO of that pretty good sized company. Um, so when you speak within your industry, you're, you're, it's, an, it's an easy way to take whatever, what you're already doing and you're being successful with and, and turn it into an additional revenue stream. So another great way to earn income from speaking within your current industry, by the way, is to use your speaking as marketing. That's what the pool guy was doing, right? So one of my clients is a, is a company who helps people control um, self-directed IRAs. Um, so every Tuesday, they conduct seminars at their office where they teach people how to manage their own individual retirement accounts. So the seminars are free for the most part, but they, they get most of their new customers or clients from those seminars. 
Uh, and again, every Tuesday, they're generating new income, they're generating new customers and clients, and it's allowing those customers and clients to, to um, understand their, their expertise and, uh, and it's building their credibility in the marketplace. So um, finally, there's a, another good thing that you can do is you can also create income by selling your expertise to others who want to do what you've done. <laughs> So like, for instance, a, a good example of this is the house flipping industry. It's, that's a fantastic case study for how this works. So when the economy is booming and housing prices are increasing at an exponential rate, any idiot can make money flipping houses. I don't want to say, I mean, it's, it's, it's not that easy, but basically if, um, if, the, if the, the housing prices are going up, every single month or at least every every few months and increasing basically all you really have to do is buy a house wait two or three months and then resell the same house and you can you can make money doing that but when the housing market collapsed in 2008 a bunch of these tv pseudo celebrities began making money in a totally different way they began doing seminars showing people how to make money flipping houses which was much more difficult to do when the market had crashed right so when the market recovered then they all just began flipping houses again so they they became professional communicators by sharing related topics in in their field and and generating additional income from it. And also basically hedging their, or lowering their risk because uh, when, the, when, the market, when the housing market crashed and, and there was a, a higher risk of them actually losing on some of those projects, well, now that, that they were using the speaking as a way to generate income and hedge them or make, reduce their risk of, of losing money during that downtime. So that's the first thing that you can do is the first thing, and that's really one of the easiest ways to get into the public speaking business is to speak on something that you already know, speak on the current career or the industry that you're already in. Um, another way that you can jump into the speaking career, and this is, a, this is how I did it, by the way, is you can become a certified speaker for an established company that's doing the, the different types of presentations. This is the way that my company, the, the Leaders Institute, has attracted a lot of very skilled speakers because since, since my company has contracts to work with hundreds and hundreds of Fortune 500 companies, we hire and train speakers to conduct those programs for our customers. We, this is, it's a good way for people who have a talent for speaking to kind of cut their teeth and, and gain real world experience working with legitimate customers. This is actually the way that I got into the speaking business. I, I kind of mentioned that my first speaking job was with a, a company called the Dale Carnegie Organization. And I took one of their classes and it helped me so much that I went back to the person, the lady who taught my class and, and, and asked for a job. And I worked for her for, well, I worked for the company anyway, for about seven years and, and became one of their top instructors. And much of my, my experience really comes from my years there. I mean, I, I learned so much while I was working there because I was working with some of the really top-notch instructors in the, in, in the business. The downside of this route, though, is that if you want to create your own content, it's going to be much, much more difficult. Um, for instance, when I was with, with the Carnegie organization, I had to stick to the approved company content. I, I, I couldn't go out and create my own stuff. And in addition, when I did go out on my own, I, I had no customers. So once I left Carnegie and went out and started my own business, I had no customers, I had no success stories, you know? So basically I was kind of starting over from scratch. So even though I had experience and I knew what I was doing, 
that first customer, once you leave a big company like that, is really one of the hardest. That's the hardest customer to get. So for the first couple of years in business, um, I, you know, my, my company was very, very lean. Didn't have a whole lot of customers, didn't have a whole, have a whole lot of success stories. And so I had to build uh, very small. And, and fortunately, it's kind of like a snowball effect. Yeah, those first few years are really lean. But as you start to, if you if you provide a good service, and people start to, to know that you can get the job done and, and that you have a quality product to offer. Offer, then, um, then you, you'll gain customer after customer after customer, and eventually, you know, ten years later, I was working with you know over four hundred of the Fortune five hundred companies. So it does take a while to do it, and those first few years are very lean. But um, but you know, it's it's incredibly difficult to start a speaking career from scratch, and so that is a, a better way to to uh, kind of cut your teeth in the in the industry. So the third way to kind of get into the speaking industry is to create your own public speaking career from scratch by creating your own content. Um, by the way, it's much, 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 much easier to do this today than it was when I started 25 plus years ago, the years or so ago. Um, when, when I started, the biggest challenge was always getting that first customer. That was what I just mentioned. So many people who dream of being a professional public speakers see themselves as being the next, you know, the um, Zig Ziglar or Anthony Robbins or whoever the big motivational speakers are today. However, in today's world, motivational speakers are not nearly as popular as speakers who can help their audiences develop a skill. Um, and, and by the way, just so you know, the presentation style matters as well. So if you can, if you can sell the necessary skills in front of an audience and provide some life experience to back it up, there's a good chance that you're going to succeed. Um, the art of public speaking is all about finding and meeting the needs of your audience. So potential clients um, are, are similar, whether in the corporate world or, or not, but um, they, they want you to help them solve a problem. So if I use my own career path as an example, I didn't set out to be a motivational speaker. I mean, my hope was to help people reduce public speaking fear. It's a specific skill that I got really good at myself, and then I, I got really good at teaching it to other people. So I had a challenge with public speaking anxiety, and I conquered it. I figured that if I just shared with others what I did, you know, they would get a similar result. And, and that's kind of how the, the, the company got started. So since, um, since I'm, I'm one of the top speakers in this industry now, I do have a number of companies who hire me as a motivational speaker every single year. I didn't set out to be a motivational speaker, but I do get hired to do that. So how exactly, how exactly do you get that first client? I mentioned how hard that was. The absolute best way is to start off, as I suggested earlier, by making your speaking career an add-on to your existing career. I mentioned earlier that I was an idiot and I didn't do this. You know, this is not, this is not what I did, right? So when I quit my very lucrative job at Carnegie, I had no customers, no income, and I only had about $10,000 in the bank, which even in today's world wasn't a lot of money, but it wasn't a lot of money back then uh, either. Um, one of my big clients at, at Carnegie, though, was a commercial construction company, and I'd been working with that company for years. But I couldn't actually go to my friends at that company and try to pilfer business from them because, you know, that, that would be unethical and most likely illegal. Um, so because of my experience, though, with that company, I knew that industry very, very well. 
So I went to the local the local chapter of the Associated General Contractors, which is a trade association, and I wrote articles for their newsletter. They needed it at the time. I gave them I gave them a bunch of free speeches at their meetings. I also bought their mailing list and I promoted a class that I had specifically designed to help that organization solve challenges that I knew that they were experiencing because of my experience at, at the other company. So my skill set was aimed at their needs, and it was aimed at helping them solve their problems. My first year, I think I made about $27,000 in gross revenue. It really sucked. <laughs> However, I was building a brand, and those initial customers led me to bigger customers into additional industries. So networking is just as important while beginning a, a speaking career as it is when, when climbing the corporate ladder, by the way. So within five years, my company was teaching over 300 classes every single year. So it didn't start out fantastic. First year was really bad. The second year was pretty bad. Third year, things started to get better. The fourth year got really good. And the fifth year, man, all of a sudden I'd hit it. And so it took me about five years to, to get started the way that I was doing it. In today's world, just so you know, you can probably do it in a quarter of that time just because of all the different tools that you have out there with um, Zoom meetings and, and with YouTube and with social media and different things like that that you can use to kind of promote yourself. I didn't have any of that stuff when, when I started out. So everybody that hired me in those early years was taking a huge risk on this on this um, uh, a, a guy that nobody ever heard of, right? So the key to success when starting from scratch is to create content that helps your client solves problems though. That alone is easier through blog posts and various social media platforms and then give away your secrets. <laughs> this is where people go, what? <laughs> Wait, what? How in the world can I make a living if I give away my content? Uh, if, if I had never written those articles or given those free speeches to that one industry, nobody in that industry would have ever even known that I was in business. So uh, it, it, you, you get a chance to kind of gain some attention from the general public by sharing your knowledge and important skills within your field. So but kind of treat yourself as the tour guide. You're, you're, you're teaching them along the way. Um, in the modern world, it's so much easier to get started you know, with a website, a podcast, a YouTube channel, you can start publishing your content in a matter of hours. And if your content is helpful to people, then people will eventually pay you for it. It's why the industry for media professionals is, is growing so fast and continues to grow. So like, for instance, if someone wants to eliminate public speaking fear, do they have to pay us to come to one of our classes? No, of course not. In fact, Everything that we teach in our classes is, a, is on, it's on the Fearless Presentation website somewhere. It's probably on our, it's, it is, it's on our podcast, the podcast that you're listening to right now. It's got every single thing that we teach in our classes and probably even more. It's on our YouTube channel. However, if they come to just one of our classes, they're going to save a bunch of time. That's why we say it's the fastest, easiest way to become and to eliminate public speaking fear. Um, so, if so, uh, I one an additional caveat to that is that if you want to become an effective speaker, and if you want to really start hone in and develop your public speaking career, yeah, you might try a, a class like one of ours because it's going to help you shave off a lot of that that learning curve time. 
So for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to take the content that I shared with you today and go into greater detail in each one of those areas. So next week, we're going to show you how you can generate income speaking in the career that you're already working. (laughs) Your your boss or your company is paying you to perform a service for customers and clients. I'm going to show you how you can create a new revenue stream just speaking in your own industry. Next, the next uh, week we'll we'll share how to uh, apprentice with somebody who's already in the industry and how that can actually shorten your learning curve. And then the last week, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of pull back the curtain even further and kind of show you, hey, if you wanted to start a career from scratch and create your own content, I'm gonna show you the the quickest easiest way to do that as well. So we'll see you over the next three weeks. Thanks. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.